You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, our next segment here on Six Rings of Football Things, we continue with our off-seasonal positional preview series. We are on to tight ends somewhere our friend from a Patriots perspective a Claire perspective, if you will, from one Patriot place as well. Classy Claire across the pond is positively beaming. She's giggly jiggly right now because we're talking tight ends. Andy, the Patriots have two highly paid, well-compensated tight ends on the roster, one of which we have recently heard through reports based on absolutely nothing the Patriots will not be releasing in the form of Hunter Henry. I don't know where in the hell that whole media storm came from over the weekend. Talk about much ado about nothing, Bill Shakespeare. Uh, Hunter Henry comes into his third year, the final of a three-year, $37.5 million deal. John o. Smith, the th- third year of a deal that he should return all the money on because he has provided zero return on investment to date, aside from bloopers, outtakes, and laughter. Uh, you've got the Matt Langles and other camp body backups, if you will, that Sokol. are blocking. What's that? Matt Sokol. Okay, excuse me. Matt Langle was like eight years ago. <laughs> Right, and he looked like Gronk, exactly. exactly. Not not Langle, Sokol. Uh, so you got two tight ends that are paid a lot of money. Uh, I can't imagine either of which will be on the team after this season. Maybe Hunter Henry if he if he takes a team-friendly extension. Who knows? Uh, and now, as Mike Dussault told us in the first portion from the Combine, there, it's a deep tight end class. All your favorite people, your Mel Kuypers, your Mike Giardis at all, have told us, like, this is a good tight end crop. So... How aggressively do you think the Patriots, they won't pursue it likely in free agency, Andy, and I can't see them making a trade. So how aggressively do you think the Patriots get after a tight end of the future come draft time? I think there will be a mid-round tight end. Now, I think that'll probably scare people based on the uh, Devin Asiasi era uh, of the trying to fill the tight end with mid and late round draft picks. Don't forget Um, Dalton Keene. Dalton Keene. I forgot Dalton Keene because he was forgettable and never did crap. nor did Asiasi. He had that one touchdown late in the year where people were like, oh, next year, and he never did. Um, so Still had had sadly had more catches than Asiasi as a Patriot. Yeah, I mean, it, they both Pathetic. sucked. They both were irrelevant. Ryan Izzo, that whole era. Oh, sorry, Glazzy. Um, Ryan Izzo was never mm-hmm. anything in New England. Um, it, it's a it's a weird situation. They have the second and third highest cap numbers on the team in mm-hmm. in Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Um, I would argue Hunter Henry. You got what you pay for. In free agency, you overpay. That's the rule. You got mm-hmm. a solid tight end. He was a solid mm-hmm. tight end with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You got a solid tight end. I know his production dipped a little last year. Well, guess what? He was on the Patriots offense, so his production dipped because Matt Patricia and company was a terrible plan, terrible season, terrible everything. Um, although, interestingly, Jono Smith's kind of stayed the same, which I found last year. And it was like, hell, well, the crappy guy can stay crappy in a crappy offense. Yeah, <laughs> there's only so much crap you can have um but yeah the whole thing about cutting 
Hunter Henry never made any sense to me. Yes, you could save 10 plus 10.5 million, I think, if you cut him. Well, yeah, but you, you actually need to field capable offensive players. You need to actually try to win football games on the offensive side of the ball. And he is one of your better offensive players from the last three, uh, two years, I'd say, with Mac Jones. It's Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter mm-hmm. Henry, and mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers yep. is a free agent. We know Ramondre Stevenson is still developing. But are you going to let Jacoby go and then cut Hunter Henry and choose to go forward with no continuity for Mac Jones in terms of his weapons? It makes it never made any sense to me. Um, the John o. Smith thing, we just have to accept it. Like, take the old fashioned bullet, put in your mouth, bite the bullet. It, it the, he stinks. Yeah. He's not bringing any value. He's overpaid. There's nothing you can do about it. He costs you more to cut him than to keep him. So you might as well just keep him and use him as a second or third tight end, full back athlete cover some kicks sure whatever i mean you can't bite the bullet uh as you say and cut him because that's a 19 million dollar dead cap hit in the and more than that because you need to replace him so now you'd have to add another second or third tight end who's going to cost you at least a million bucks so now that position is costing you 20 million dollars when you have a guy that has not been here before to try to take that job right i i think we've mentioned before in the podcast it bears re-mentioning as well if Bill O'Brien, and no, we're not going down the Bill O'Brien's going to bring back the Boston Tea Party again. No, we're done with that. It's not going to happen. That's not his job. It, this offense will not look the same as the offense did years ago because of the talent that man was gifted when he stepped into the organization as the OC with uh, Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski. It's 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 going to be a completely different system. But if he is able to get anything, if he is able to find a corner or a portion of the fruit, if you will, the rotting citrus fruit that is John U. Smith and squeeze out a little juice and actually make him semi-relevant, semi-productive this season, Bill O'Brien, in addition to not being Matt Patricia and maybe getting something out of Mac Jones, Andy, the man would be heralded as a miracle worker. He will walk on water. He will never pay for a meal in this town the way Super Bowl heroes and heroes and champions of the past have. And I think you want to talk about something that could open up the offense, unlock its potential, or keep pe- not keep people up at night, but just like make them go like, ah, holy crap, look at that. O'Brien's got this offense humming so much. He's even gotten something out of John Smith. Like I think Hunter Henry's going to be fine this year. Probably go back to his 2021 numbers, which would be tremendous. Yep. Doesn't take 50. Seven touchdowns, 650 yards, and 53 catches. Fine. Good. Good job. You well, earned your paycheck. I mean, he's still overpaid probably, but yes, yes, yes. again, that's what you get in free agency. When you're desperate and have to throw money at the top guy at a position, you overpay him. The real problem is when you pay a guy for nothing, and that's John o. Smith. I'll overpay to have Hunter Henry return to reliable, mm-hmm. competent, and we know he has a good relationship with Mac. He's one of Mac's go-to guys, not just on the field, not just the red zone. He's one of his guys in the, in yeah. the world of Mac year-round, 365. Hunter Henry is one of those guys. So um, I do think he'll return to that. But I do, you know, it's funny because I think the Claires of the world and others, there was a, initially some, huh, Michael Mayer, Notre Dame, he's going to go in that range of the middle of the first round. Could he be a Patriot? Change it. A, I don't think he changes the offense. This is my step-away big picture. Okay. No tight end. I'm trying to think of the last tight end to quote unquote change an offense. Even Kyle Pitts has been a little bit of a disappointment, and he's a quasi tight end in Atlanta. He's in the Kelsey world of like wide receiver. Absolutely. Yeah. And if they get a quarterback, 
that'll change with him there, I think. But like TJ Hawkinson is one of my favorite tight ends to come into the NFL since Gronk. I called him the closest thing to Gronk since Gronk. He's He's a good tight end. And Mm -hmm. he got traded once in the division. He's already on a different team. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not, you know, Jamar Chase. He doesn't change an offense. I don't think Michael Mayer, even if he's good, I think it'll take a year or two before he becomes a Pro Bowl caliber NFL tight end. And you look at the depth of this draft and at the tight end position and the way these guys tested um, this past week, a lot of impressive numbers coming out of the the kid uh, Darnell Washington out of Georgia put on an yep. absolute effing show athletically. He's a, he's, he is a physical of all of them. It seems like he is the biggest project, but also the specimen of the group. He's Ben Watson. Ben Watson blew up at the combine and Bill took him in the first round. He was a freak who put up great numbers. Um, the the Laporta kid that Deuce brought up when we were talking yep. about the combine from, oh, where's he from? A place that produces tight end, Iowa, I believe it's called. Iowa, where they produce nice NFL mm-hmm. tight end. Oh, wait. Iowa, where the head coach is a former Belichick assistant. Iowa, where the offensive coordinator is a former Belichick assistant. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ties, pipeline, Iowa. Um, but I do think when, once you get into, I guess, end of day two and then into day three, I think the Patriots will be in the, the tight end conversation because first and foremost, virtually every year that Belichick's drafted, he's drafted a tight end. He loves tight ends. They're athletes. Yeah. They're commodities. You need two or three of them on the roster at all times. They play special yeah. teams, that whole thing. And there's the whole offseason uh, YouTube series. The Patriots have been doing two episodes are out thus far called Building the Patriots. There could be a sub-series to that or like the same way 1923 is a spinoff or a a prequel series to Yellowstone. Yep. There could be searching for Bavaro and it could just be all about Belichick's search to find that next tight end. Who's a receiver, a great blocker and fills those old Belichick rundowns of, uh, you know, exactly how a player should play and who he needs to be on the field. Uh, I love, I know our pal over at NBC sports, Boston, Phil Perry geeked out over this guy during super bowl week and has made mention a few times. This kid out of Oregon State, Luke Musgrave, uh, just seems like a receiver. He's a player. He's got all the 6'5", 250-something, good receiver, high-end speed. I'll take a flyer on a guy like that. If we can get him in the second round, the Pats still, if they, that's presuming they still have that pick and they haven't used it on a corner or a wide receiver in in a trade. Maybe they do trade back in the first round and they like somebody like Anthony Bradford or Darnell Wright at tackle as opposed to going high for a Skaronsky or... Paris Johnson uh, or Broderick Jones from Georgia. So uh, we'll see. I, they absolutely need to add somebody. You can't have any. You can't have any fear dipping back into the draft for receiver. You can't have any fear just because the Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi projects blew up on you. But you absolutely have to have somebody to draft behind Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith because the position is going to look drastically different in 2024. So. Uh, uh, some other names real quick. I'm sure you and Shime will cover this in the six rings and what are we calling it? Six rings and prospect things or positional things, whatever it's called. Uh, prospect things. I like that. Prospect, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys will cover all the tight end prospects, but just a few other names to throw out there before we give our interest rating. Dalton Kin- Kincaid from Utah and Michael Mayer from Notre Dame are the top two. Luke Musgrave, Oregon State. Sam Laporta from Iowa, as mentioned. Darnell Washington, Georgia. Tucker Kraft, spelled the same way, from South Dakota State. Josh Weil, Cincinnati. And Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. But he's like a fifth to sixth round, like final day type of guy. Belichick always does have to take a Michigan guy in the draft. 
Will it be the kicker this year? Maybe it'll be Schoonmaker, the tight end. Uh, we'll see. Landy, let's go ahead and as we wrap this nice quick edition of the off-seasonal positional preview tight end, let's give it an interest rating from 1 to 10. Tight ends. I'm going to give it a 6.75. Um, and hmm. some of that is the unknown of what Bill O'Brien can do because he does utilize the tight end position he has. And mm -hmm. I think that's good news for Hunter Henry to return to Hunter Henry, capable, good, solid tight end uh, value. You know, there's always the chance, you know, I'm, you know, me, I'm the eternal optimist. I always see the positive side of things. Mm -hmm. Maybe oh. get a little something out of Janu. And I do think they're going to draft one. And I'm intrigued. You know, there's been years where the Patriots needed a tight end and we're like, oh, they got to go get this guy. And that guy gets overdrafted. This is the opposite. I don't think they absolutely need one for the here for the now, but they need one moving forward because that's mm -hmm. how you got in this position. You didn't prepare for life after Gronk and you better start preparing for life after your two overpaid tight ends. Um, but they don't need to force it. I think they can get a talented tight end in the middle of the draft. So 6.75 optimistic Andy says. I would also like to throw this into the waters. Our friends over at Pat's Pulpit did a winners and losers and breakouts from the Combine as well. One of the names that Mike Dussault didn't mention when he joined us as a winner from the draft who kind of came from out of nowhere, could be a later round pick uh, who could flash in the pros from Old Dominion, the football factory that is Old Dominion, Andy. Are you ready for this? Zach Kuntz. Excuse me? K I, I could have <laughs> K-U-N-T-Z. Zach Kuntz. Kuntz, 6'7", 255, 40-inch vertical, uh, 4 5, 5 40. Mm. And did very well. When looked at his RS score, he's now the most athletic tight end who ever tested at the combine. Awesome. How, how do you catch? like that? Because remember, we have a really Hands athletic tight end, right? We have a really athletic tight end. His name is Jonu Smith. We found out he Kuntz play the sport of football very well. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Captain. I couldn't do it, coach. I'll go to Germany with you, though. I don't know what that accent was. I don't know what it is either, but I'm, it's all good as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm going to give tight end just a straight six. A little less than you. Not not so much that it makes a big difference. I need to see what they're. I need to see Hunter Henry return to 2021 form. My God, can you get anything out of John o. Smith? And who's going to be? Is it going to be Kuntz? Is it going to be Musgrave? Is it going to be Musgrave? Who's going to be that mid-round tight end guy that they draft and try to develop into the next TE of the future? He's not going to be Gronk. He's not going to be Hernando. He's not going to be Kelsey. It's going to be more a traditional big blocker with hands type than a wide end or tight receiver type because that plays in different systems, but we know how Belichick likes him in Foxborough. Good job, Andy, at Jumbo Heart, at Fitzy GFY, rocking and rolling here on Six Rings Pod. One more quick segment to go on another action-packed triple header, Six Rings and Football Things Pod.